Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. from Colorado, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. By God's grace and mercy, thank you. Today is Tuesday, October 17, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, A Vision for You. We're on page 159, reading that first paragraph. It begins with, he had three visitors. And it ends with, so one more was added to the fellowship. Today's readers are Team Tuesday. We have Ashley F. reading the 12 steps, Lisa L. with the 12 traditions. Our reader of the text today is going to be Nancy C. Our closing reader will be Ramona A. And backing us up is Maria H. A newcomer reader for in between is Karen W. Second hour moderator will be Barb W. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, October 16, 2023, are the following, if you want to jot them down. For 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording, it's 20,746. That's 20746. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,747. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. And there are no dues or fees for members, but we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting or accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine and we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Here's our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Ashley F. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Ashley F. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Kentucky. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, meditation to improve our conscious contact 
with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I will now ask Lisa L. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. This is Lisa L. from Ohio. Um, The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Ashley and Lisa, thanks so much for your service this morning and being on our team. Um, Well, this is how the meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions to recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topics. So this meeting does request sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're gonna press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter of vision for you. We're in the big book on page 159, reading that first paragraph and commenting on it only. I will now ask Nancy C to begin reading. Thanks, Jen. <clears throat> Good morning, family. Nancy recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan, by God's grace. He had three visitors. After a bit, he said, the way you fellows put this spiritual stuff makes sense. I'm ready to do business. I guess the old folks were right after all. 
So one more was added to the fellowship. Wow, what a cool paragraph to be able to talk about the fellowship and the growth of the fellowship. You know, wherever one of us is, we all start coming together and it starts growing because we firmly believe in a power greater than ourselves that can restore us to sanity. You know, thinking about um, the three visitors, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Dickens' Christmas Carol, Carol and the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And you know what? For me today, I'm thinking that that really is my recovery journal journey and how people came to me, recovered fellows came to me and let me see the ghost of Christmas past and see how my life was. And the 12 steps took me through being able to see the wreckage of my past and why I was the way I was today. Without that intervention of people coming to help me, God just picked me up and brought me to people to be able to get recovered. And that's what happened to this devil-may-care chap, right? You know, he just went foot loose and fancy three, free through his life and didn't really care about the repercussions until it mattered because he saw the spiritual solution. You know, it says in there is a solution. We get to a point where we can only go left or right. We can continue on the way we are to our doom or we can expect accept spiritual help. And thinking about his past and thinking about his family who was deeply religious and he just couldn't give two cents for that, finally realized that that's where, that's where God wants us. And we can't see God till we're ready. And when we see our present day and where it is and how much different it can be if we follow people who are happy, joyous, and free, what the future can be is just limitless, you know? It just is amazing what can happen. And that's what happened to me. You know, I was in the fellowship for a while and it got me where I needed to go, but it wasn't until I got on this vision line and picked the hand of somebody who took me through lovingly to show me that there was a spiritual path and that I could be happy, joyous, and free. Getting that in my system, God just rearranged my heart and made me want to give this away. Today, I can't think of anything more that I would rather do than to help somebody else talk about recovery, watch them get better, bring them through, and so one more is added to the group. When I look at the people that get on this line every day and believe in a power greater than themselves, and they've been rearranged and restored from their ghost of Christmas past to the gross, the um, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, that our lives open up just unbelievable. And we do it without any recognition. We don't need any fanfare. We do it because the joy in our heart of watching somebody else see how well their life is and how much they're loved by God and how much they're loved by other people. It just is an amazing miracle. And I know you guys have seen it. I see it every day that I work with people. I see it every time I'm on this line. I see it in every home group meeting I go to. God is good in this fellowship grows because it is a design that living that really works. So if you know somebody out there that's struggling today, take their hand by demonstration, show them what the Christmas of yet to be could be. Help them work through their past. Let them see where they are today 
and let them live happy, joyous, and free going forward. I can't wait to hear what other people have to say today because this is really how we grow, how we love each other, and how we work together and just live happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Nancy C., for getting us started today. All right, um, we value everyone's experience that's on the line today. We do ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others might share their experience, um, strength, and hope too. Great paragraph to share on. So if you'd like to share, please give me your first name, first initial of your last name, and we'll start there. Kristen R. Sigurd F. Kristen R. Sigurd F. I think it's Sigurd. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Ken WH. Ken WH. Rebecca T. Rebecca T. Maria M. Maria M. Rosalind C. Oh, good morning. Hold on. Just Hi. Hi, Janice. Sorry. I see you on there, too. Okay, dear. Rosalind P. and Janice P. M. I think that's what we heard. All right. So if everybody will make sure they're re-muted by pressing star one, our lineup this morning is awesome. We have Kristen, Sigrid, Ken, Rebecca, Maria, Rosalind, and Janice. So um, at least have three minutes to share, um, or less if you can. So Kristen, go right ahead. Good morning. My name is Kristen R. I live in Virginia, and I am a grateful, recovered just for today, compulsive overeater. So once again, we're just seeing how they're going to individuals and really spilling out their heart's message of how they can be helped. So what what they what Bill and Dr. Bob must have and the third um, fellow must have been saying must have been really transformative because they're convincing people one at a time um, that this program works. So for me, I have to stop and I have to remember all the people that have come to me in the last six years that I've been listening to Vision for You and have offered to help, have offered to 12-step me, have walked me through the steps, have helped me in ways that I can never repay, except I can go out and help somebody else. And that's what this program would have me do. Nobody wants me to call all the people who helped me and thank them profusely and spend all my time doing that. Each one of those people wants me to pay it forward, just continue to pay it forward, give it back, give it back to somebody who needs it and help. And have the, every single person who came and helped me believe that I could get better, each one of them. Nobody said, you're a hopeless case, you can't do it, forget it give up. Nobody said that. Every single person, and I'm talking 20s, 40s, like a lot of people came and helped me and each one of them had a message of hope. So I'm just grateful for each one of these people and I hope that I can pay it forward as they, the way they would want me to. So thanks for letting me share. Well, thank you so much. Kristen R. from Virginia. Up next, we have Sigrid F. Go ahead, Sigrid. Good morning, everybody. Sigrid F. in South Florida. 
happy to be here with you all this morning. So I first, when I was read this paragraph, it, you know, it to me like Disneyland, like too easy, you know? Um, and you really have to give it the context of all the paragraphs coming before it to help you understand. It's really, it's really not easy, right? After several failures to find others, right? So they're, they know they have to, um, they have to find people to work with. They know they have to do that in order to stay sober. And there are failures. And that's something I think we all have to keep in mind. But I think the sentence that stuck out to me the most was, um, let's see, that he, ah, darn it, I lost it, that he, um, that he said he would give it a try. It was something that he, he was going to get down to business. That's what it was. He was going to get down to business. And what that says to me is he made a decision. So he knew he was hopeless. And I think that's kind of missing here, right? It's, oh, this devil may care attitude seems to come out. And it's hard to see in someone like that, or, or at least for me, that he's really, he realizes he's hopeless. So even though his parents describe him this way, he doesn't describe him this way. So I think it was sort of, hmm, really, for me. But when he, when he decides to get down to business, that's when I realize he is, he is he's, at, he's at an extreme low, right? He's doomed. He's at a place where he has no other place to turn. And here come these three people who used to be just like him, and they're fresh-faced, and they're laughing, and they're peaceful, they're not having crazy junk go on between their ears. And what a miracle, right? What a miracle. So it was enticing. And, you know, very grateful that he became number four and this fellowship was off to a start. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Sigrid F. from Florida. Up next is Ken W.H. Good morning to you, Ken. Good morning. This is Ken W.H., a recovered compulsive overeater from North Carolina. Um, it This just speaks to me about that. Um, <laughs> the older I get, the smarter my parents are. <laughs> um, boy, I just, as a kid growing up and even in early adulthood, I'm just so defiant. All those old people didn't have any idea what they were talking about. They just didn't know who I was. Um, They knew more than I ever realized, and they shared with me more than I ever listened to. Um, They were right um, about spiritual life and uh, living in a certain way um, in the years that I was growing up as a young person and... um, I, I, today, if I had a wish, it would be that I listened uh, back then. Um, today, uh, I guess I've become wiser because they've become wiser in my mind. Those people who told me 
and showed me ways of living that, that would have saved me a whole lot of grief if I'd have paid any attention at all. And here's a case of where this man is listening to people who know exactly where he is and what he's experiencing, because they experienced it too. And it's, it's um, what I found when I came to Overeaters Anonymous, especially to the vision meeting, and I found people who just knew exactly where I was and what I was thinking, and they were giving me that wisdom that it isn't anything new. they just putting it in a way that I could grasp it and finally hear it. And, and that was a result of the surrender that, that the, the disease brought me to, that moment of surrender and teachability. So I'm grateful to be here. Uh, y'all have a great day. Bye. Thanks. And that was Ken W.H. from North Carolina. Up next is Rebecca T. Hello, Rebecca. Good morning, Ken. Thank you for your service and everybody on the line and the shares that you previously. Rebecca T., recovered compulsive overeater on a beautiful day in North Carolina. Um, I love the paragraph and all the shares that were just read. It's a reminder that there's only a requirement for me to join the fellowship is a desire, you know, to stop doing whatever my addictive behavior is, and for me, it's food. And so I love the part, too, where they're talking about, you know, he's like, you got a, like a, uh, you know, the spiritual thing, you know, really works. And, and that's where I can differentiate, you know, I can come to the fellowship and be a part of a whole and to know that there are people like me and I get to see the spirit of my higher power in those people that are supposed to deliver the message to me. But if I'm not awake to it and I don't identify in, which the big book shows me in the very beginning, talking about the doctor's opinion and, you know, the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, if I'm not ready for that yet, I can still keep coming back. I'm not getting kicked out. And that's the beautiful gift. Because when I first came in in 2014, I didn't even know what I was. Uh, I didn't know that I had a disease or an issue. Um, I just knew that my mind wasn't uh, stopping the chatter. It was always uh, going every day, all the time, unless I was sleeping. Um, But, you know, seeing others walking their path and being willing to shine the light on their path for me Uh, inspired me to keep looking a little bit more at myself and I gradually in 2018 was like you know finally ready to say um, I'm I'm willing to uh, you know look at it from a different angle perhaps Um, and so that's what I wanted to share I just have to identify him but I'm always welcome in the fellowship well thank you so much Rebecca T appreciate it up next is Maria M good morning to you Maria where are you calling from Hi, everyone. This is Maria. I'm gratefully recovered in Connecticut. And thanks, everyone, for their shares. And the two things that came to my mind during this is when the the person in the bed said, the way you fellows put this spiritual stuff makes sense. That's a reminder to just keep things simple when talking to people about the program. I mean, I can just complicate anything. and And I could easily scare someone off, I could see. But keeping it simple and simple terminology... Um, to attract others. And also the other thing that came to mind, you know, work, they, Bill and Bob worked frantically searching for alcoholics and they weren't, it didn't matter um, whether or not the person recovered or 
or not. It was the action that they took to help other people. And I always remember that story of Bill being discouraged that no one was getting sober. Lois saying, but you know, you've been sober. And to me, it's just, it's taking action and the results are not up to us. And also, um, yeah, just being back in the book, getting back into the book constantly and working with others. And also I love, um, what was previously shared about, you know, the ghost past, present and future. I need to be talking to everybody, you know, from, you know, from my past, like newcomers and remember, I have to remember what it was like to be so hopeless in the food. Um, and I also need to hear that there's a solution too. So it's important for me to be talking to people at all um, areas of recovery, all stages of recovery. And with that, I pass. Have a great day, everyone. Awesome. Thanks so much, Maria. I'm from Connecticut. Up next, we have um, Rosalind, Rosalind P. Go ahead, Rosalind. Hi, this is Rosalind C. C is in cat. Good morning. I um I resonate with uh, this young man because uh, I was um I I was a sufferer of binges and relapses for for years, and um, I could see recovery, I could hear the recovery, but it wasn't until I became convinced, and that word convinced is what he was, that there was no other way. Uh, to work this, these steps, but to work them as they were outlined in the book. And I've heard it, and I've heard it, and I've heard it before, that it's not for the people who want it, it's not for people who need it, but it's for people who work it. And I had to be convinced, and I had to start working these steps as they were outlined. So I thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thanks so much, Rosalind C. That's C as in Kat. And up next, we have Janice PM. Go ahead, Janice. Janice PM, are you there with us? Oh, yes. Thank you, Jen. Um, just unmuted. My name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, um, compulsive overeater. Well, this is so interesting. This is this is showing me and has shown me how this fellowship grows. How does it grow? The seed is planted. It starts with one recovered alcoholic, in our case, compulsive overeater. He was recovered, Bill. Then he gave it away. Gave what away? He gave the program of recovery away to Dr. Bob. And then to then they they stuck together. They knew they had to stick together and give the message away of the spiritual awakening. Then we see number three. And and then we see number four with this devil old trap of a of a of a man. And he was so against religion because remember he said you know, he was against his parents because they were so, it was an overdose of religion. And so he didn't want to do anything like that. However, he was ready to D.O., to do business. Do business, that means I'm ready to do some action. And that's what it takes. But if you notice, if I notice that, you know, these, these people that were recovered had a message to give. 
you know. They could teach. See, we can, this is a famous, you're not famous. Well, she is. To me, she's famous. In our program, she always used to say, we can't teach what you don't know. And you can't lead where you haven't gone. And you can't be what you are not. And you can't give what you ain't got. If they didn't have the message of a spiritual awakening, you know, becoming selfless, service, that's what the message is. I have a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. So they, and it was, you know, transcended by happiness, happiness they had. The action was received, you know, the action then received the power. See, that's what's going to happen. They're going to receive the power, which, of course, we know we're powerless. And we're so, I'm so self, selfish and self-centered. So that's the spiritual stuff that makes sense. Because don't tell me about religion, because, you know, I lived across the street from the church, and I know all about the church and whatever, and it didn't work for me when I was uh, in the bakery that we owned and eaten all the sweets um, and always had headaches and lighting candles in the church that, you know, asking God to do uh, for me. Um, but I had to still keep doing what I wanted to do. So you see, that's the spiritual condition. And it's just unbelievable. This is how something grows. And something grows through a power greater than ourselves, like a, our uh, meeting, uh, a vision for you. It grows and grows and grows. That's what's different about it, is that power. Time is and that with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Janice PM. All right. Well, uh, let me stop and give you an update for those who might have just joined us. Uh, we are reading on page 159, that first paragraph uh, on a, in a vision for you. And if you're not muted, press star one, please. Um, a first paragraph commenting on that first paragraph only. We do value everyone's experience, so we ask that you limit your shared every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you'd like to give me your first name, first initial, or your last name, go right ahead. Kim A. Kim A. Loretta H. Loretta H. Don't be shy if you've never shared with us before. Today's a day. Press star one to share your experience, strength, and hope on this paragraph. Joan Marie M. Was it Joan Marie M.? That's correct. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Shelly B. Anyone else like to? Shelly. Thanks, Shelly. Jessica S. from Ohio. Jessica S. All right, wonderful. So it looks like we got a good lineup. I've got Kim, Loretta, Joan Marie, Shelly B, and Jessica S. Kim A, go right ahead. 
Thank you. Hi, good morning. This is Kim A. from New York City. And, you know, lucky for us, we don't have to have any kind of clear conception of a higher power in order for us to work these steps. You know, step two doesn't say anything about religion. It doesn't say anything about, you know, having to believe a certain way. And it doesn't say that we even have to believe anything right now. I used to get hung up on step two and think that I really needed to, like, ponder this for a long time. But what I didn't understand was that I didn't have to have any kind of clear conception what a higher power might be or what I would call it or what it would look like to me or what, I could, what it could do for me, how it could help me with my eating. I didn't have to know any of that. I just had to, regardless of the way I was brought up or my, you know, religious upbringing, whatever, I just had to say, like, okay, you know, I'm not the biggest power, like, in the universe. There's, there's something greater than me. Something else created the solar system. Something else, you know, controls the weather. It's not me. And that's all I needed in order to continue on with the program. And the rest of the steps teach us how to have a relationship with whatever this higher power is. So it's nothing that we need to understand. And again, it's nothing that we even need to believe, like, at that moment. We just have to be willing to believe and look around and be like, you know what? All these people are saying that, you know, being able to believe in a power bigger than them is what's allowing them to recover. And, you know, eventually we will believe, too. And that's all I need to say. Thank you, Kim A. from New York City. Thanks, Kim. Up next, we have Loretta H. Go right ahead. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Jen, my Jim, and all my precious people on the line, along with my precious God, who are saving my life. Loretta H. in North Carolina, recovered for today. This paragraph is about Ernie G., and Ernie G. was Dr. Bob's daughter's husband. And he was a hopeless case like me when I came into the rooms, agnostic, uh, fighting everything, but at deep, deep desperation. Um, I almost had to be hospitalized because I was suicidal. I did not attend my father's death because I was in such terrible throes of this disease. And what I think this is, is um, for me it was, that um, contempt before investigation, as they talk about her, and that was just my ego. And my ego needed a, a restart, um, that I am not the biggest fish in the pond. And whatever I needed to do, I needed to listen. As somebody else said, thank you for all the shares. You know, keep this one mouth shut and use my two ears, which actually form a heart to hear the language of the heart. So I am so grateful. My first sponsor has 50 years now. And she saw me. She even heard me, but I heard her. And that was the difference was that finally something came into my life that needed to adjust my life. And it was her. And I was very grateful. I call this the gift that keeps on giving. And like the commercial, it's priceless. I would not be here without it. And I'm here because of it. And um, 
Dr. Bob, if you read Dr. Bob's um, Five Reasons Why He Does in his story, this is why I do it. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen, and everybody. You are saving my life. And God definitely, when I found him, I found myself. Bye. Thanks, thanks, Loretta H. I appreciate it. Joan Marie M., followed by Shelley B. Go ahead, Joan Marie. Good morning, everyone. What beautiful shares. Um, the thing that I really thought about was ready to do business. To me, that was a surrender to God in every area of my life and also for my alcoholic foods because I kept on eating them thinking something would be different than that time that I was eating them, that it would be different, and it never was. So I wrote down some of the little nuggets I got from the shares, so I'm going to share them. Ready to go to any length, that's the spiritual, that's the surrender part, ready to do business, Okay. The message is a spiritual awakening. Convinced to do these steps, people who are recovered have a message. It's a message of hope. Keep it simple. It's all about God. The food had me beat. I surrendered. And with that, I passed. Thank you for letting me share and all your wonderful shares. Well, thank you so much, Joan Marie M. Up next, we have Shelly B. followed by Jessica S. And then we'll take another list of names. Good morning to you, Shelly. Everybody, this is Shelly B. Um, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, what a, I, you know, when you first read, when this first paragraph was read, I didn't really, it wasn't resonating. But hearing some of the shares um, talking about the action and surrender and everything that goes with this um, program, you know, so grateful. I uh, I live in Iowa, and so clearly uh, meetings are a little sparse around here. So I'm so grateful that I found Vision for You and can plug in every morning and get some recovery and listen to some recovery and then carry it out to those around me. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it really is action, action, and more action. Um, I can't sit still and expect to be recovered. I have to be actively out sharing the message with other compulsive overeaters. And that's what helps keep me abstinent and spiritually sane, I guess, is a good way to say it. Um, And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that somebody took the time to carry this message to me. And I don't know where I would be if that message didn't make it to me. Um, Definitely a whole lot more miserable and in the food, I'm sure. And so I'm so, so very grateful. I don't think I can ever repay what the program has given to me, but I'm certainly going to try. (laughs) And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shelly B., all the way from Iowa. All right, up next we have Jessica S., and then I'll take a list of names. Hey, Jessica. Hi, good morning, Jen. Um, Yeah, I'm Jessica S., a grateful compulsive overeater. Yeah, energy. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely hearing this story. Um, The the last several weeks has been absolutely hell. 
um, it seems like I can't uh, find solace in the the food. You know, I can't find freedom in it. You know, I think, you know, it's like I have a mantra that says, you know, I'll just do this tomorrow. I'll do this program tomorrow or I'll try it tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, I, I say the same thing over again. And I can um, definitely relate to this paragraph. Um, one sentence in particular that really sticks out where it says, I'm ready to do business. You know, I bent on Saturday and I didn't want to tell anyone. So I, um, um, I took the list of sponsors that were announced uh, at the end of the 8 o'clock hour. And I was like, okay, I need to find someone and I need to be honest because my disease will tell me that you don't need to tell anyone. But in doing in doing that, it's like my business get bigger and my relapses just get longer. And I haven't been able to um, put together more than three days without eating in the last, since I last relapsed. And now, you know, I'm fixing my lunch to take to work with me. I'm actually getting ready for work. Um, and I, you know, part of my brain will say, well, you know, you can just do this tomorrow. I don't really feel like making my lunch. And I have my lunch with my afternoon. So my, my, the sponsor that I contacted yesterday, she actually had me, um, like, make a meal plan for what I'm going to eat today. So right now, rather than just, you know, um, making a meal plan, I'm actually preparing it, which seems really of a pain in the neck. But, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to lose my weeknight because it seems like whenever I eat, it seems like I always want to isolate and I don't want to be a part of the family. And I've noticed that continuously because my um, family has called me out on it and they said, Jessica, you don't seem to be doing OA anymore, or you seem to be more agitated. And I, you know, I, I come on this line, and I say, you know, I say it, but then it's like, okay, it's really true. So, um, and I'm trying to be really honest with this. So I'm just, I'm just going to say I'm just really a grateful, compulsive overeater because I'm glad that I have you guys to listen to every morning. I have not stopped doing that, and I'm just, Grateful for all your cheers and the cheers that you have to come because you're saving my life. So thank you, and I'll pass. Thanks, Jessica. Keep coming back. And where are you calling from today, Jessica S.? Oh, Ohio, the Buckeye State. That's what I thought. <laughs> I wrote okay. that down, but I wasn't sure. Jessica S. from Ohio. Thanks so much. Glad you're here. All right. So if you uh, are still interested in sharing, we do have uh, quite a bit of time on the clock this morning. We're on the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, A Vision for You, page 159, um, and we're reading and commenting on that first paragraph. So who would like uh, to share? Rasa O. C.C.E. from New Mexico. Okay, from New Mexico, say that one more time, your first name. C.C. C.E.C.C. Yes, gotcha. C.C.E. from New Mexico. Thank you. And who else? Betsy P. from South Carolina. Betsy P. Cool. All right, we have Vasa O, CCE, Betsy P. Let's go with that. Vasa, go right ahead. 
Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful recovered compulsive Vita calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Thank you for your service, and thank you, everybody's service this morning for your shares. And uh, this is a good paragraph. Uh, there was really nothing that I wanted when I came to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous just to put the food down and keep it down. I had the gift of desperation, and I heard the only requirement uh, we needed is to have the desire to stop eating, you know. And I was, I didn't want to, but I knew if I continued, it was going to kill me. So I remember when I read the first edition of the big book, we of Alcoholics Anonymous and more than 100 men and women who have received, recovered from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I wanted, I wanted to be one of those people, and I am that one of those people today. It is by the grace of my higher power. So, so grateful. And I did come from a religious home, and I really didn't want to hear the word God. And, uh, and I also came from a communist country. In our country, we were thought there was no God, and at home there was a God. So a lot of confusion about that. But anyways, I remember coming to the program. My sponsor 12-stepped me for about a week before she took me to the first meeting. And she's, you know, it just, it was very brief and very easy to understand. I remember, and I'm so grateful that God put her in my life. You know, she was my Abby, one Abby at the beginning. She, she would say to me, put the food down, clean house, and help, and help others. And I'm also a compulsive cleaner. You know, my house is pro- was probably the cleanest in, in the neighborhood. And I couldn't understand since then. I clean my house every single day. It's you know, I had no understanding. I didn't know anything about the big book. Somebody gives me the little big book, the little book. This this is a big book? What are they talking about? I had so much to learn. But anyways, um, and again, this is this program works, and we have to work it. I, I couldn't give anything or pass anything that I didn't have. So I had no problem with step one, two, and three, I was powerless over the food addiction. I needed a power greater than myself to help me. And I like to hear the power greater than the spiritual part. You know, by God, forget forget it. I thought maybe they're going to try to brain, to take me from one my religion to another. And I was not looking for that. I, you know, I love the word power greater than myself. Oh, that's my time. I'm so grateful. It works if we work it, and I have a power greater than myself, which I call God today. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa over Massachusetts. Up next, we have CCE from New Mexico. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is CCE, recovered here in New Mexico. I'm a born and raised New Yorker, and um, And you may have this phrase too, but New Yorkers have this phrase, it's called hand to God. And that just reminds me, and I'm going old school and I'm going to keep it simple. It reminds me when I say hand to God, it reminds me of the responsibility pledge. I am responsible when anyone anywhere reaches out that hand for help, 
I want the hand of AA or OA always to be there. And for that, I am responsible. So I think that when I am reaching out that hand, it's God's hand reaching out to those that are still suffering. And for that, I am responsible. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, CCE. Up next is Bessie P. from South Carolina. Yes, thank you. Good morning. It's Betsy P. from South Carolina. I'm so gratefully recovered today. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for all the shares. This just this has just been another beautiful meeting. Um, and I was thinking about uh, someone earlier mentioned um, isolating. And that you know that is that has been my pattern when I was in the food, and uh, I found myself going back to it um, a couple of months ago because of some health circumstances that have now been thankfully improved greatly. Um, but I found myself going back into that. I was having thoughts of food, and sometimes would feel like even when I was eating just my entirely abstinent weighed measured meals that that it was the same as eating my trigger foods so i was in a lot of self-pity um and just a, a, in a very kind of self-centered state around that and and finally in one saturday zoom meeting i shared what was going on with me as far as that self-pity and the thoughts I was having about food and all that with, with the people in the meeting. When I did that, God opened this door and help just poured out to me. And, and, and that's what this is. This is, I mean, Bob and Bill and Evie and Bill Dotson and, all those guys came pouring in to me through you all and through your voices and um i I can never uh articulate the amount of gratitude I have, but the best part of it is is that before this happened, I really my the least favorite part of doing this work for me has been making outreach calls, and when I had to start sponsoring. I really was like, oh, no, I, you know, I'm not going to be any good at this, la, 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 la. And I may not be so good at it, but I'm doing it. I'm trying. And um, I'm making those outreach calls, and I have been uh, uh, given some names of some um, people in the, in the program with, with lots of years of good, so, good um, sobriety. And, and I've been able to get in touch with some of those people, and I'm, I'm hearing – I'm hearing straight from God, from these people, and it has just excited me and, um, again, filled me with gratitude that this precious woman that I, I knew was willing to start me when I, call, when I called her and told her, you know, that I, I had to have help and I wanted to know if she would help me get it. This precious woman said yes, and she put me into the A Vision for You meetings. She started started sponsoring me and bringing me through the 12 steps of the big book of AA. And so I, that's, that's all I'm going to share. I just, I just have a heart full of gratitude. Thank you. 
Perfect timing, Betsy P. from South Carolina. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. I got time for one more share. Anybody press star one? <clears throat> I'll take that share, Jen. It's Reggie O. Thank you. Go right ahead, Reggie. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Reggie O. I live outside San Antonio. And uh, these the, the, the page before this and this paragraph have been some of the most powerful readings I've had in the big book. I um, uh, And since I've been in program uh, at this time in my life. And it is, I've let me, I'm not even sure where to start, but I I broke my abstinence. Uh, oh, I can't. It was some. It was a few. I think a few months ago, and I've been in and out of it ever since. And I have this what I thought was a plague on the corner of this tiny house that I live in on a ranch outside San Antonio, and it's a fig tree that is as large as the front half of my house and as tall as the house and is four feet outside my front door. Uh, I eat very healthily, figs are figs, never had trouble with them before until I broke my abstinence. And then they became, uh, they just became like this, I, I started eating them compulsively and on and off and couldn't stop. But they're figs, they're healthy, I'm a healthy eater. Um, well, and then I want to go back, to, so I got started eating more of them and started eating more of them and about in the meantime I'm isolating because I'm not abstinent and I feel embarrassed and I don't want people to know so I um uh let's see what happened I'm going to fast forward to um uh this past Friday and this past Friday the readings in the big book uh starting with if I well you know that you know the story I, I had a spirit. I had a third step experience this past Friday, like one I've never had in program. Listening to this meeting and listening to the shares, and uh, and then so I had given up the figs, and then on Saturday or Sunday I went out, and I I think it was it was Saturday I went out, and uh, there was a fig tree, and I thought, well, if I if I commit only three then I can just use them as my fruit. And I did that. Well, that didn't work uh, because I picked up again and then I had to, uh, and I knew I had to talk about it. So I called three people yesterday. We talked to three people yesterday in program, all of whom are abstinent, talked about the figs and realized that this fig tree for me is like a Dunkin' Donuts for some people. I live with a Dunkin' Donuts outside of the side, the side of my tiny house, but and the but is, if if I am recovered, and if I am working the program, and if I am doing all that I need to do, and I'm I'm really getting how I need to work this con- constantly, and I can't stay isolated, and I have to share whatever it is that I need to share, uh, and and I need to be in this pro- this work in this program much more than I have been recently, and so. I'm back. I'm grateful, uh, and this this has been remarkable. I think the 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 message of this program. So thanks to all of you who have helped me and listened. And uh, I pass. Thanks, Reggie. Oh, out in Texas, appreciate you. All right. Well, thank you, everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today. Tuesday, October 17, 2023, 7 a.m. is the following. It's 20,749. 
That's 20749. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Ramona A. please read a vision for you? Hello, I'm Ramona A., compulsive eater. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.